uh, my bucket list really does consist of anything south of San Antonio. Howdy, you're listening to Come and Take It, a talk show about Texas by Texans, where three friends born and raised in the Lone Star State share views on the history, culture, and just what it means to be Texan. I'm Mike Zolkowski. I'm Sean McIver. And I'm Scott Elfstrom. How can you, our listeners, support Texas state parks and historic sites this November in 2019? By voting, of course. This week, we talk about Proposition 5 and Texas parks and landmarks. But first... What's your favorite trick-or-treating experience in Texas? Uh, well, mine's probably going to be uh, one of two. Either going trick-or-treating as a college freshman with our friend Donnie. Uh, and we went to some houses in a wealthy uh, Plano neighborhood. And I don't think we were even particularly dressed up. We just were knocking on doors asking for candy. Or, you know, the first time I took each of my kids out trick-or-treating. Pretty much a toss-up between those two. Well, uh, I'm going to say that uh, that first year when I didn't have to carry a child around or also a backpack full of their stuff um, or accessories that's always a good uh, trick-or-treating experience i couldn't put the last couple years so they're they're big enough now yay also i'm gonna throw one more out there and say you know when uh, i had one of those crappy vinyl kind of aprons of the luke skywalkers that had the plastic mask with the elastic that snagged your hair and the little slit you caught your tongue in because i'm authentic and and the Luke and the, old the Luke, the Luke outfit was painted onto the vinyl. It was not really oh, yeah, actually. Yeah. A, no, it was it was yeah. like a cooking apron, and a little <laughs> yeah. plastic you know plate with a Luke Skywalker face on it. It was the seventies. Yeah. This was quality. I think I wore a uh, a devil costume like that one time. Mm-hmm. At least it came with a pitchfork prop. Yeah, it was sold fun. in a grocery store for about a dollar fifty. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite trick-or-treating experience uh, when I was a kid was when I dressed up like a ghost zombie thing and with a sweatshirt, and my brother was a bum, had it with a, I guess a bum with a knife stuck in his head. Um, we ended up dressing our little sister as a ghost, but we switched her out for the alien that had been hiding in our closet once we got out of the house uh, so we wouldn't get caught by our mom. Uh, she really wanted to dress up as a cowgirl, my sister. Um, there were oh, shenanigans. Hold on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. What? I'm thinking that maybe this memory you have mm-hmm. is not so much a memory of you. Yeah, you're right. That was uh, a key scene in the movie E.T., the extraterrestrial that I watched <laughs> when I was a kid. But I always wished that I would have had that experience. Um, for whatever reason, uh, we never went trick-or-treating around the neighborhoods when I was a kid. But uh, I always loved that scene in E.T. It was pretty cool. Well, now my favorite experience is when my children bring home mounds of candy and we don't let them keep them. We, I get to eat them. Eat oh, them. yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mom and dad get our share for sure. Well, we used to. Now we just buy it. <laughs> so today we're taking a little different tack from what we would normally do around this Halloween time. You've heard all the Halloween talk you're going to hear about today because there's an important vote going on right now for a number of constitutional amendments in Texas. And so... One of these propositions uh, we think is important, and we wanted to just take a minute to sort of highlight what's going on with it and uh, talk a little bit about the beauty and majesty of Texas parks. Yeah. So Proposition 5 is one of the five constitutional amendments that are pending in the November election in the state of Texas. Now, if you don't live in the state of Texas and you're not a Texas voter, we still want you to listen because we think in your heart you are a Texan and you do support uh, you do support the things that are of interest in Texas. 
Uh, and we don't get political here, but we don't. We think this is a bigger issue than politics in, in a lot of ways, and we'll explain why. So Proposition 5 uh, is an amendment to the Texas Constitution, and we could have a whole – we could have a whole show on the Texas Constitution and why it has to be amended uh, on a regular basis. Uh, but essentially, there's limited capability. There's not a necessary and proper clause in the Texas Constitution. So a lot of things that need to get changed or to give the, the legislature and the state guidance on how to implement the laws that they pass have to come in through a constitutional amendment. Proposition 5 seeks to correct an imbalance that exists in, in a current law. So in Texas, the legislature is allowed to take revenue out of the sales tax on specifically on sporting goods sold within the state of Texas and to allocate that revenue to the Parks and Wildlife Department as well as the State Historical Commission. And the Texas Comptroller of Public Accounts estimates how much revenue the sales tax on sporting goods generates using some marketing data from national marketing data. Now, according to research, the actual proportion is actually a lot less than the estimated revenue. So whatever the proportion of estimated revenue is, uh, only a portion of that goes actually to Parks and Wildlife and the State Historical Commission, uh, to the State Historical Commission. The rest goes to what's called the general fund. And this is basically our general fund of revenue that the state collects and it's used for various purposes. What Proposition 5 does is it adds language to the Constitution that specifically dedicates revenue from the sales tax on sporting goods to the Parks and Wildlife Department and the state's historical commission. And it essentially requires the legislature to have a two-thirds vote in each chamber to reduce the amount of revenue collected and distributed to those agencies. And it actually prohibits the state from decreasing it that amount by more than 50%. So the, the least amount that they can decrease it to is, I'm sorry, the most amount that they could decrease it to is 50%. Um, so it essentially tells the legislature, you this tax that you have already passed the law to collect on sporting goods, you need to spend it on what you have said you're going to spend it on. Uh, and you need to have a, a consensus, a majority consensus, a plurality consensus to reduce that down to even just 50% of what you should be allocating uh, to the state. Yes, and, and this makes sense because right now I've seen estimates showing that less than 40% of these intended taxes actually go to Texas parks and historic sites. So uh, the hundreds of millions of dollars that are collected in sporting goods sales in the state of Texas, uh, less than you know 40% of that, which should all go uh, in in a lot of cases to the Parks and Wildlife and to the Historical Commission. Less than 40% goes to that. So the ballot title is as follows. The constitutional amendment dedicating the revenue received from the existing state sales and use taxes that are imposed on sporting goods to the tar to <clears throat> that are imposed on sporting goods to the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department and the Texas Historical Commission to protect Texas natural areas, water quality, and history by acquiring, managing, and improving state and local parks and historic sites while not increasing the rate of the state sales and use taxes. That is a mouthful. Yeah, and basically what it says is that they can't also increase the sales tax beyond what it already is to add to this fund. So yeah. it's it's specifically saying do do the you know use the money that you collect from sporting goods for this specific purpose. Yeah, and if I recall, um, 
the sporting goods sales tax is already supposed to go to this. Yes. And it just yeah. hasn't been. So Right, because the legislature has the ability to chip away at that. And yeah. so this they, reminds <laughs> it yeah. actually reminds me very much of the uh, the lotto and where that money is supposed to go. Right. Yeah. And That's doesn't. True. Representative John Syrier from District seventeen, which is sorta of out there near Austin area. Uh, but he said Quote, despite the vital importance of our state's park system, since 1993, more than half of the sporting goods sales tax revenue originally intended for state parks has been diverted to other uses. As a result, state parks suffer from more than $800 million in deferred maintenance. It is time to fix this problem. Our parks are vital to our state's economy, emergency response efforts, wildlife management, and recreational opportunities. I think that's pretty well said. I, I agree. What's crazy to talk about this for a minute is 1993. So, you know. We all graduated high school in 93. Well, I was just saying, you know, think about uh, the birth of Nirvana, the emergence of Pearl Jam, you know, the death of the original Nintendo. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, 93, folks, that's... uh, that makes me feel old, and it also makes me really sad to think that, you know, we've been yeah. defunding something that is, uh, you know, kind of a. We, these are, Texas is a beautiful place with beautiful places, yeah. and we should preserve them and share them with the world. And yeah. I think I mean I, we're not asking for extra. We're just saying do what you promise to do. Yeah, and I I grew up going to state parks. Uh, we still go to state parks fairly regularly. Uh, with our scout troop. Um, they're a great resource for our state, and it's a real shame that um, things haven't been kept up the way that they should be, and that they're they're having to work so hard to preserve um, both the land, the nature that's been set aside, but also the historic sites that they manage. Um, a lot of state historic sites are, are within state parks, so there's a lot of overlap there as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... You know, vote your conscience, but certainly you might do the research and read up on about this one. And uh, I was really surprised about it when Sean brought it to our attention. We thought, you know, gosh, this is worth highlighting and just letting people know. Yeah. And, you know, part of this is going to get some of some of the things that, you know, we would think may this money may go to or may not be going to like the Battleship Texas you know that's a that's a kind of a different story because it's money that's been allocated and they haven't been able to to really get underway on the renovation and the restoration because they've been trying to partially just trying to keep it afloat, uh, trying to keep it in repair. But uh, that's that's money that came from a specific fund that was voted by taxpayers. Things like the Alamo, uh, you know, that's another story that they're they're going to be redoing the whole Alamo area. Um, but you know, this is really for things like. Um, you know that, like the the San Jacinto Memorial. You know the elevator maintenance of the San Jacinto Memorial, or a new display uh, in a museum in in Georgetown, or just repairing things, uh, a wall in the Goliad Mission. Uh, that sort of thing is there's things that are badly needed that this money could go to, and instead it's it's not. It's going into a general fund. You know. Just the the general money and spent on other things, and again we're we're saying this is Texas prides itself on its history and it prides itself on its natural resources. We have multiple national forests in the state, 
but we also have multiple state forests and many state beautiful state parks uh, throughout the state and down to just historical markers throughout the state. It, you know, you can't go a mile without a historical marker in this state. And there's other history that he's, hasn't even been marked and, and uncovered yet that, you know, they, we haven't even been able to put up markers for. And that's the thing that we're, we're saying is there's money on the table here that we have, we as taxpayers uh, and as consumers in our state have spent money. I spent money at Academy. I spent money at Dick's Sporting Goods. I bought tennis shoes at at the at you know um, sporting goods store, and I think that that money and the sales tax should go uh, to supporting the state park in Weatherford or uh, supporting uh, the um, the Fort Parker in Central Texas or supporting you know the statue of the Roadrunner out in uh, Fort Stockton. Hey Sean, you don't have to brag to us about your fitness level or the weird nurse yeah. shoes that you buy at uh, Dick's Sporting Goods. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I have I have zero sporting level. Uh, well, I would say so. So you know, let us know your thoughts, and uh, you know, certainly share it with people you know, and uh, and let's get a conversation going around it. Mm-hmm. How about yeah. uh, we take a quick break from the legislation part, which was already voted on years well, ago, and we got we got to stop our politicking, stop our politicking, and start our reminiscing, and uh, you know maybe we throw out a couple of great state parks to remind people of some of the experiences you can see in Texas. I think the Scoutmaster General should kick us off, Scott. Oh well. Um, the one that immediately comes to mind is, uh, it's a small one, but I think it's one of the important ones, uh, at least to me, is uh, Bonham State Park in Bonham, Texas. Um, I think we did a whole show on that one. Um, there's some very key um, examples of the Civilian Conservation Corps uh, structures that were built back as part of the New Deal. It's uh, very, you know, historic pieces. Uh, that it, it's good to preserve. Um, another one is, uh, I believe, Fort Richardson State Park, uh, which is the uh, the home of some an old army base that uh, has been preserved. Yeah, cavalry um, post. I was going to say that one. That's in Jacksboro. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Uh, we've one. been there fairly recently, and uh, there's a lot of you know good history there. Things that uh, we don't want to lose. Well, I'm going to throw out two that I want to think about. Uh, The first is, if you head over to uh, East Texas, you can go to Athens, and then they have the Texas Park Ranger. There's a whole um, fish hatchery and fish conservation uh, exhibit, and there's an educational pole component of that, and it's a big piece of what they do for the inland fish. And because I also like the coastal fish, go back to my sweet, sweet home, of Corpus Christi, where I spent a lot of my childhood, and say, you know, Mustang Island. Mustang Island State Park is great. The Padre Islands, the National Seashore, but there's a number of conservancies, bird hatcheries, uh, they do turtle preservations. So there's all kinds of, of science and state parks down there that have thousands of acres on the coastline where you can camp, fish, have a great time. Yeah, uh, and my I think actually my favorite one is uh, Ladybird 
Johnson State Park in Fredericksburg. I think Fredericksburg area is beautiful, the whole area, but there's a gorgeous national or a gorgeous state park there that I really, really love. Another one is uh, Enchanted Rock outside of Austin, which is a really pretty area as well. Yeah. So take that, Colorado. We don't need your fancy rock gardens. <laughs> we got coast. We got camping. We got beautiful rocks, uh, canyons. We got all kinds of crazy things here. But we well, ha- well, what's a what's a state park that's on your your bucket list? Um, hmm, it's a good question. Um, well, I still haven't been to Paladuro Canyon, but uh, oh yeah, Paladuro was. I was going to say that that uh, that is that would be something I would like to see that because, you know, I'm never. I'm probably not going to make it to Mars in my lifetime at this point where we are in the space race. <laughs> but I might make it to the Paladuro Canyon. And that's mm-hmm. about as good. Uh, well, I've been to Paladuro Canyon. So at this point, uh, my bucket list really does consist of anything south of San Antonio. Um, definitely Goliad State Park and Historic Site is my is my ultimate bucket list because it's a state park and a historic site. So that hits two, two of the, you know, both sides of the coin, so to speak. I don't know that I've ever been to a state park that I haven't enjoyed to some extent. Um, you know, and they're all over the place. Yeah, Mike's got one right up the street from him. Tyler State Park. Tyler State Park is really nice, and we have some friends that do a lot of camping out there. And uh, it's a nice go-to place. And right up the road, there's a tiger sanctuary where you can see one of Michael Jackson's former tigers. Mm-hmm. Well, we uh, no, we did. The, well, let me yeah, say this: if you camp at at Tyler State Park, the Tiger Reserve, which is less than a mile away, the you can hear the tigers at night sometimes on a clear night because the sound of tigers apparently their their roar can travel you know over a mile, so you can hear them <laughs> at night if it's quiet. Don't be scared, folks, because it's Halloween. Well, we went to this this spring. Uh, we did an overnight camping trip with my brother-in-law and his wife and their daughter, uh, and a kid's first camping trip to Cedar Hill State Park, which is uh, just south of Dallas. So lots of fun. Go check out a Texas state park. Go check out one of the many, many, many Texas historical sites throughout the state. Or if you're just driving through the state and you see that sign that says historical marker one mile, pull over. Read it. Support the the state's history. That wraps things up for today. You can find notes and links from today's show at brainstable.com. We'd love to hear from you, so like and share us on Facebook. Follow the show on Twitter at Texas Podcast, or go to brainstable.com and leave some feedback. You can find us and many other great history podcasts at historypodcasters.com. And why not follow us individually, too? I'm on Twitter at Mr. Java. I'm Max Sean with two N's. And I'm Scotticus. If you love this show, tell your friends about what we're doing and leave a review on iTunes because that helps us to find listeners just like you. And if you'd like to support the show financially, please visit patreon.com slash texaspodcast where you too can become a come-and-take-it Texas Ranger. We hope you join us next time, and remember that even if you aren't from Texas, Texas wants you anyway. <laughs> <laughs>